0: Hey, Coach Kalis, Thanks for joining us for an episode of Lou Boys SC. Um, I think we want to start, you know, with the big recent news and the Billiken draft success. Um, as Michael LaHood said, it's a Billiken's world, and we're all just living in it. Um, right. <laughs> I, think, I think I think you specifically got shouted out a couple times on the draft on the draft show, which was cool.
1: Yeah, no, it was a great day, obviously for all the guys and for for our program. And um, yeah, you know, obviously you never expect you know six guys to go in the first or six guys to go overall and four to go in the first round. But uh, yeah, testament to all the work that those guys put in.
0: Did you ever envision like Keller and Parker being top five picks? You know, from a mid major school, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, I, one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say what the, we were, we would you know, really be mid-major based on, based on our history and tradition and success and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, look, I think kind of going into it, we knew that those guys were, were going to be, you know, top ten um, picks. We just, you know, weren't sure what the the needs were of each team. I think that's kind of the unknown, right? I think, um, you know, even Patrick dropping to 12th or Simon at 16th. I think, you know, Vancouver mentioned that they would have picked Simon if he was in the top ten. Uh, mm-hmm. if they had a top 10 pick. Um, so I, I, I think a lot of it just goes to, you know, what each team needs and um, yeah, it's the profile that they're coveting and looking for.
0: So there was, there was, as maybe a potential wing back, you know, what your feelings were if he could transition to that role and be a fit there. Or, and That's do like, you think, yeah.
1: did, did yeah. you, I was going to say he definitely has the tools to do it. Um, It's going to take some time, I think, to get the experience and the positioning and the feel. But, yeah, I definitely think, you know, Isaiah's got all the tools to be a really high-level left back. Uh, He's just going to have to, you know, I don't think it's something that could happen overnight, but I do think it's something he could definitely work towards and be very good at.
0: Did you ever think when you were recruiting him that, you know, he could be turning pro in just one year at SLU?
1: No, I don't, no, I don't think so. I don't think he, I think he would say the same. It wasn't really on our minds. I think we just kind of not one, we knew how, how talented Isaiah was. Uh, we, 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 you know, we thought he was going to be on a pathway to getting there. Yeah. I think we, we had all would be uh, not ac- accurately reflecting, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the our conversations if we said that yeah it was a, definitely a plan it was just I think he mentioned that he was just coming to salute, to earn a spot on the team and get some playing time and compete and get better and get a good education you know and and, and so are we you know we uh credit to him he he performed in key games and throughout the season and um yeah it t- turned out all right for him so we're happy for him
0: yeah I'd say so I mean he really jumped out like day one just seeing him go at guys one-on-one you could tell what kind of potential he had
1: Uh. yeah he's a different you don't find that that profile very often um a guy like that it's just those those are kind of a a hard hard players to find Mm
2: -hmm. his his confidence was very impressive did you did you feel like kind of throughout the season that just to piggyback off that comparison that he was kind of have that future potential. Did you see the growth kind of happening really quickly over this season or was it kind of gradual?
1: Yeah, look, I think, I think even before he even came in a slew, in his last showcase, uh, the playoffs, when he was playing for, you know, SC United out of Chicago, um, he, you know, he was, he was the best player on the field, I think throughout the playoffs, I think everybody was kind of well aware of Isaiah's potential. So I think, um, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, top – what is it, the first or second top-rated recruit in the country at the time. So, I think we all knew he was going to be a really special player with a, a long career. Uh, he did get better throughout the season. I just think he just got better um, just to, you know, really having a good feel for the college game and the demands of the college game and defending a bit more at times and um, trying to find ways to create chances. I mean, he's being a little bit unpredictable going inside, going outside. I think he just as, – as each – each game he built on each game, his confidence got bigger. He understood the role that we were asking of him and just had really good players around him too. So that helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Speaking of like all those players, was it kind of challenging to merge their personalities or were they kind of all team oriented guys? I felt like the, the connection amongst all of them was pretty strong.
1: Yeah, it was really, really strong. Um, They had a really tight bond. And I think they had a real clear picture of who we, what our identity was and, Kind of live their values and our behaviors, you know, uh, consistently. I think a lot of the guys have been in the program, you know, for two or three years. So I think that that obviously helped. I think it was a culmination of a, of a lot of a lot of hard work on and off the field. Um, you know, our, our our culture and we had good leadership. You know, our culture was healthy. We had good support. You know, we had good guys kind of behind them, pushing them. Kind of had a lot of the ingredients you need to have a like a championship level team um that's hard to assemble it's hard when you know you you appreciate it when it all comes together that way and that's what we always strive for but uh yeah definitely the group was a very tight group
2: yeah going off of that could you kind of like speak through what trainings were kind of like were you guys very skills based or did you do a lot of teamwork or was it just kind of the necessities of what you guys needed going into each game yeah,
1: we I think we just have a we kind of have a working rhythm that we use throughout the week throughout throughout a normal season, and um, you obviously have to be real cognizant of of the load and, and um, how much you can you can train. You don't get to train a ton, to be honest, throughout throughout yeah. the season just because of the compaction of games and playing every three or four days. So um, yeah, just, a lot of it's just just really kind of setting clear expectations how we're going to go at the next opponent, keeping them sharp, keeping them keeping them confident, keeping them healthy um you know but during a during a fall season uh there isn't a ton of of um uh training going on to be honest it's uh it's more that happens more in the spring i think than anything
0: so there is some talk about you know a split uh fall and spring season coming to ncaa soccer what are your what are your feelings on that possibility and do you see that as a as a pro for the ncaa
1: yeah i think there's a lot of questions that that need to be you know answered i guess in um in my mind i don't i think conceptually it's definitely good for the student athletes to play one game a weekend and train a bit more and maybe miss a little bit less class i think there's a lot of pros to it um even like finishing and you know in warm weather i think there's a lot of good things that you could take away from the proposal um i don't know you know how it works when it comes to you know, the MLS and even like, for instance, our team now, you know, the draft, right. So, you know, we would play a fall segment and then lose half our team and then have to go back and play a championship segment in the spring. I don't know how that all that would play out to be totally transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, how does transfers work? Um, you know, can you get a, you can't get a mid-year transfer. Can they, you know, just there's a lot of small things that I think um, I'm not sure that they didn't vet it out or if, or if they have been answered and I'm just unaware of the, of the answers, but um, so I, I I think there's definitely pros and cons to it. Um, Just would honestly just want to learn a little bit more about it.
0: You mentioned the, you know, the issue with the potential, yeah, transfers and guys getting drafted. I mean, you've got to fill potentially eight starting roles for, for the coming fall season with all the draft picks and, and guys graduating and signing. Um, is there we've we've seen like five, four to five recruits plus plus an SMU transfer coming in. Um, is there any update on on Chandler Vaughn's situation with the Galaxy or if he's coming back?
1: Uh, uh, you know, you know, I think Chandler's going to make a decision here shortly. Um, I think he's uh, and he hasn't made a final one just yet. I don't think, but I, I venture to that that'll come come in the next couple of days um i think uh yeah you know uh, lane warrington from smu is gonna be a really good addition for us you know as a captain there and uh really fits to what we you know our, our culture and mentality and how we go about doing things and then yeah we had a lot of guys that i think are are uh we either played reserve roles or redshirted that last year years 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 past that i think um are excited to kind of you know seize the opportunity and fill fill some roles obviously we'll be we're still recruiting. Um we did just get another recruit just last week. A really good player, um, uh, a tra- another transfer that's been a player of the year in his conference, and so w- you know we'll uh, we'll fill some holes, and 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 it's a good opportunity this spring to see what guys uh, currently within the program where they're at, and um, yeah, we're definitely we'll definitely reload again. But um, yeah, look, I mean, it's definitely not, you know you lose eight guys, it's never going to be 100 sm- percent as smooth as it was, but. Um, like I said, we got a lot of good good guys in the program that are eager to uh, to perform.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you seen a noticeable uptick in interest already from you know the team success and media attention from this past year?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely yeah a lot of a lot of demand for for spots and a lot of guys that that um, kind of see kind of just again the work that we put in. So we're we're really big on individual development. We're really big on character development. We do a lot of things that I think are unique for, um, for, for, for us individually and how we kind of work. And so I think um, you're seeing that now with the guys kind of taking that next step to, to not only develop their own game, but get the exposure they need to move on. And I think other guys are, are kind of eager to uh, follow in the, their footsteps.
0: And uh, how has COVID-19, you know, the pandemic affected your recruiting these past couple of years?
1: Yeah, I think like everybody, it just makes it a little bit more challenging. You can't get out – you couldn't get out for a period of time and, like, see players up close or you can't go, you know, meet them in person. Um, so, it, yeah, I think I think that just that side of things made it a little bit more tricky to try to maybe dot your I's and cross your T's a bit more on, um, you know, individuals that we think fit who we are. But everyone's been in, that, in the same boat. So, you know, I think um, – now it's, it's, it's opened up a, a good amount. And I think now, you know, we're, we're eager to kind of get back out on the road and, you know, find future Billikens.
0: So we've seen, we've seen a couple, or I guess a few spring games announced so far with St. Louis city, Indiana and Xavier. I'm guessing, I'm guessing a couple more will likely come as well. Um, do you have an idea on when the spring schedule will be finalized? And when that Yeah. I would venture to
1: guess in the next, I would think, you know, a week or two, um, we we're just we we're just kind of look. We're waiting for one or two situ- situations to kind of get uh, resolved. But uh, yeah, I think in the next week or two, we should be able to n- nail down those last two games and and uh, be able to post something.
0: There's there's some exciting opponents. We're looking forward to those. Games.
1: Yeah, should be fun.
0: Can you re- reveal any exciting out of conference games uh, for the upcoming fall season? Or-
1: you know, our, our schedule will look a lot like it did this year. Um, it just kind of flipped a bit. Usually we work a lot in two-year cycles. So, right, so it's a lot of home and homes. So, if you can kind of vision last year's schedule, and it's a flip. So, like, we'll be at Louisville at like Creighton, you know, host SMU. So, um, you know, there's a few – there's a one or two changes to it, but for the most part, fairly similar to uh, to last year. Okay.
2: Nice. What are what are some things from last season like maybe a game or something that you're most excited or looking forward to to this next season? Was there like a team you're really excited to kind of go up against again or?
1: No, I'll be honest. Every every darn game is, is equally as hard in, in our book. It's um there's just a lot of parody right now. Uh, you know, in college Soccer. Every team's good and uh, you know, I think, you know, I, I all the coaches and all of the sports I think would agree, you know, it's just winning's hard, you know, winning, you know, we won a lot this year, but it, 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 it it was, each game had its own challenge and I give our guys credit. They didn't look too far ahead and uh, they didn't spend too much time looking too far behind. They just kind of focused on, on the the next opponent. They did a really good job of that. Uh, It's easier said than done. Um, But yeah, the conference will be really difficult again. Um, Obviously Loyola's joining the conference are a really good side. Uh, Happy to have them on board, and um, you know, waiting to kind of get that final conference schedule out and for for the fall of 22, and then we'll we'll plug in a few more games, and I think um, you know we'll be all set and ready to go.
0: We're hoping that Loyola game is a home game so we can see uh, local boy Billy playing. Yeah,
1: yeah, Billy's done really. He's done really well. He's a great player. Mm -hmm.
0: So looking back on the past season. I mean, an undefeated regular season, a 10 regular season and tourney champs, you know, making the quarterfinals of the College Cup, two All-American, six draft picks, and, you know, breaking slew attendance records. What would you say you were most proud of the past year?
1: <laughs> Honestly, all the, all the work that they put in prior to that. It's kind of a, you know, people forget we were sitting in May and we got knocked out. Uh, by Ford in the was it the semifinals of the A10 and it was like oh man you know everybody everybody kept asking you know well, why can't we break through and um I kind of, we all knew we were really close you know we, we had a lot of really good pieces I mean it's the same pieces that you saw in the fall um, but you know I mean I think just a you know a few more additions a few more pieces to it a few one more year of a charity one more year of experience. Uh, kind of all kind of came together. We stayed healthy. You know, everybody kind of p- played their role and didn't have an ego and did whatever it took for the team to win. And it, it, that's what you get. you, get, you know got to get a perfect storm of uh, an unbelievable season. This team is, I told the team throughout the year, it was, you know, the most talented team that I've had the pleasure of coaching in terms of just the, every position was, in was my opinion, um, you know, was extremely, extremely good right there wasn't any weaknesses in, in the side it was very well balanced um mm-hmm. and it was you know you don't you don't find those teams very often uh, you know like I said the the team in the uh, in the early 90s that went to the final four from SLU and lost to Virginia I think my group had a really good run in, in the late you know 1990s I think there was you know a handful of teams that Danny had in in the 2000s um that were quite good, but there's, you know, they come around every once in a while. It's not a, it's it's very difficult to replicate that every single year. So we're Mm. going to do our best to do so. But um, you know, I give those guys a ton of credit because they bought into the culture. They've, they worked their butt off. And um, you know, like I said, they had a a year definitely
0: to remember. Yeah. I mean, we're all really happy for those guys turning pro, but it was a little bittersweet. We thought hopefully most of them would come back one more year and give it Give it another
1: ride. <laughs> I know it could have. If you look at it, everybody could have come, came back except AJ um, and Patrick Wilkinson. So you know, they, everybody at least had years of eligibility left. I should say. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it would have selfishly would have been a, a yeah, great to have those guys back one more year. But like I said, opportunities arise and uh, they took advantage of it. We're happy for them, and now we're excited to kind of turn the page and and uh, focus on a new group in twenty two.
0: Mm-hmm. on a more personal note um who who are some of your coaching influences if you have any
1: yeah like i think you know there was uh you always you're always you're always you know learning from a lot of different places i think um you know i, I grew up uh, you know in in st louis and i you know Played high school in Aquinas Mercy for Vince Drake. I played club ball for you know Tom Howe and Mike Cavane, which they're fantastic coaches. And um, you know went to college, played for Danny Down and Bob Warming. You know they again they those guys are big influences still to this day. Um, and then yeah, as you get into coaching, you 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 know you find yourself around some really smart people. And a guy named Tim Lee's was was a really really big influence. On, on my personal philosophy, um, the guy Scott Downley, who's currently the head scout of Manchester United, that worked with me at um, at SIUE for a long time. The um, guy named Andy McDermott and John Boyer; those guys were kind of uh, disciples of, of Jeremy Gunn. And what so yeah, there's just a lot of different guys and um, that you you've worked with or work alongside or spend time with. It definitely all uh, all kind of. Uh, influence you in different ways. Right. So, um, yeah, I've been very fortunate to be around some real quality, quality people and, and, uh, great coaches.
2: Yeah. Just a constant student of the game is what you kind of painted.
1: Yeah. I think everybody's always, always learning, always growing. Um, it, that'll never, that never stops. Right. So I think, um, you know, if it does, then I think you're in trouble because the game's mm-hmm. always changing and you know, the environment's always, we always have to adapt to a new environment. So, um, yeah, we're, it's, you know, it's part of it, right? I think the best, the best coaches in the world do that.
0: So with these, I mentioned before, you know, the incredible attendance records, I think SLU had like, there were three games this past year that were in like the top five or top 10 of the NCAA for soccer. Has there been any thought or discussion on like a, you know, like a small preseason or early season tournament in St. Louis, kind of like they have in, college basketball there might be like four teams that play in i don't know hawaii or or the or the bahamas or something for like a mini tournament has there been any thought of that coming to st louis
1: um no not yet no um so sorry your question was say that one more time i apologize sorry
0: no it's just with the great attendance that you get for slew games like has there been any discussion of, like, NCAA doing, like, a mini – I think it would be cool if, like, soccer took a page from college basketball and had – if you had, like, four of the top Midwest soccer schools come to St. Louis and play a weekend at Herman, you know, uh, two teams play on a Friday and then the winners play on a Sunday or something. Just something like that to bring more attention to college soccer, I guess, in St. Louis.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um it, I, yeah, it's a good idea. Um I think you know we would have to do something like that probably ourselves. I don't know if the NCAA would probably, you know, get too much involved in scheduling wise. And I think, you know, the, the NCAA tournament is what it is. Um but yeah, no, we're always looking to try to bring in top opponents and uh to St. Louis and and uh you know, showcase the game, showcase slew and and college soccer so yeah i you know i think in in years past we may have hosted a tournament at one point um i remember danny doing it um uh, maybe in in the 2000s but it was you know friday sunday games are tough you know you only get a one day recovery i think most coaches now are kind of air, air more towards having two and three days in between matches but um yeah that i guess logistically that side of it is the one one thing to kind of keep in mind but good idea i definitely i think it's i you know those definitely are fun there's no doubt about that i definitely know that we would have a good attendance as well so maybe something mm-hmm. we think about in the future
2: cool
0: well do you have any other other questions andrew uh, i think we're good is there anything you wish we would have asked
1: coach <laughs> no no I, no you guys do a great job appreciate your coverage of uh soccer in st louis especially in in our in our program you know i did i did I was, forgot to mention one guy who had a big influence on me. So Ed Huneky, when I coached with him and SIUE for a long time, he was another good mentor. Yeah. So yeah, like you mentioned, a lot of a lot of a lot of cool memories uh, uh, that made me think about. As uh, you asked me that question, which was pretty cool. And uh, no, no, I appreciate you guys taking the time, and you know, look forward to uh, getting out and training again and getting the spring going.
0: Well, we appreciate your time, coach, and we're we're excited for the for the spring and fall seasons coming up. Yes, we'll definitely be out there.
1: Okay, guys. Thanks again. Have a good weekend.
0: You too. Good luck, Coach.